Welcome to the Queen City Preachers Podcast. I'm Pastor Andrew. And I'm Pastor Molly. And it's good to be with you all today. Yeah. Funky weather in the UP still. Weird summer. Weird summer. Lots of, you know, I think the, I wonder if what's making it so weird, and this is from an opinion that knows nothing about science or um, weatherology. Meteorology. Meteorology. I did take a class on meteorology once. Oh, wow. Okay. I don't remember any of it. That was in high school. That was a minute ago. Um, Is like all the fires and stuff are causing such weird. Yeah, that it can shift weather patterns and Mm -hmm. all that. But yeah, Mm -hmm. yeah, it is strange. We have had so many thunderstorms. It's gray. It's it was supposed to be hot today, and right now it it cooled off. We'll see if it. The wind blew through, and it it changed. It is interesting. Yeah, the winds of change. Something wicked this way comes. Oh, okay. Oh boy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and that something wicked is Jacob and Laban because oh, we're still man. in Genesis. <laughs> oh, it's so true. So we we got this like moment of like, oh, Jacob's just had a dream. It's great. It's beautiful. Mm-hmm. He slept on a mm-hmm. rock. Kind of weird, funky story. <laughs> but we weren't dealing with hot mess of family. And now we're back. Yeah. Now we're back. And yeah. it really, it takes a turn. So... It does. Mm-hmm. It does. So mm-hmm. just a, just a reminder, um, Jacob is headed to Haran to the in like preceding this passage. Like Jacob's mm-hmm. headed to his uncle's place, Laban, Laban, who's Rebecca's brother, mm-hmm. his um, mom's brother, his yeah. mom's brother, and he's headed there because he's seeking safety, but also a wife. Um, mm-hmm. Two for one sale. Two for one sale. What goes Safety on. and a wife. Oh lord, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> two wives too, as the story will find out. Um, mm-hmm. Weird. But, like, he's fleeing his brother because mm-hmm. he's already, like, tried to cheat his brother. Well, cheated his brother out of his brother's inheritance. Yeah, and he's like, Esau's pissed. Yeah, Esau is hide. upset. <laughs> and and this, you know, this comes from, as we've said before, like, that that um, Isaac and Rebecca don't have the easiest of stories. Isaac doesn't have an easy childhood story. Like, mm-hmm. Sarah and Abraham don't have easy stories. There's lying. Mm-hmm. There's confusion. There's family weirdness. There's violence, um, and we're just going to pick right up with all that. Yes, um, and with Jacob. And so I think one other thing, too, we've looked back and looking forward, we need to kind of keep in mind, I think something that lots of people know, right, is the the 12 tribes of Israel, Joseph, and all his brothers, those are the folks who are coming from this relationship that is forming right now so we can kind of like be like i wonder why they were so dysfunctional well here here's (laughs) all here's the roots here's the roots right the sin of the father right yeah Mm -hmm. yeah Mm -hmm. so um so you want to read this and yeah uh, (laughs) today we find ourselves in chapter 29 um, we are skipping over the portion of where jacob originally meets rachel so Last time he was having the dream, he yep. makes it to Haran. Yep. He's hanging out by a well, talking it up with these guys. Um, he sees Rebecca, who he doesn't know Rachel. yet. Rachel, sorry. Oops. Similar story, though. Yes. Because the well, servant well saw situations. Rebecca at the well. So, mm-hmm. I mean, this is kind of a, it, it's intentionally parallel. Yes. He sees Rachel and with Laban's sheep coming to the well, he sees her, he runs up, he kisses her and she runs away. He's like, I'm going to marry that woman. So, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And he's like so enamored with her. He moves this really heavy stone from the well. Yeah. <laughs> he does some like macho things. Um, like, the, look at me. Look at me push the stone. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> yeah. The one thing I will I will add though, because it's not in in the text for today, um, but that leads up to this is that Rachel is listed as a shepherdess mm. or a female mm-hmm. shepherd. That this isn't like the NRSV New Revised Standard Version often translates it, I think, as um, she was tending the sheep or caring for the yeah. sheep. Yeah. And the reality is, the language is actually she was a shepherd. Um, and oh. she is one of the only female shepherds we know of in scripture. Interesting. Um, and it's also interesting because it means that she is she's pretty badass. I mean, she's mm-hmm. she is a she is a shepherd. She is a female shepherd in a male dominated world. Mm-hmm. Uh, that that would be what the sons would do, not what the daughters would do. And she is doing this. Yeah. And so whether that's partially what gets Jacob all excited, who knows, right? We're, oh, does it we're ever led to believe it's beauty, but we just yeah, don't know whatever. exactly. He's yeah. like, look at that working woman. He's like, Look at oh her my gosh. commanding that flock of sheep. He's like, oh, Ooh, yeah. I, I want to marry her. Wait, she's my cousin? Oh, I really want to marry her. Now right? even, like, even better. So so that's what leads up to this. Um, and and now we get into the messiness of the family dynamics and Laban and mm-hmm. Rachel and her sister. Yeah. So All right. So, so we are in chapter 29 and we are starting in verse 15. <clears throat> Jacob marries Laban's daughters. <laughs> Then Laban said to Jacob, because you are my kinsman, should you therefore serve me for nothing? Tell me, what shall your wages be? Now Laban had two daughters. The name of the elder was Leah, and the name of the younger was Rachel. Leah's eyes were lovely, and Rachel was graceful and beautiful. Jacob loved Rachel, so he said, I will serve you seven years for your younger daughter, Rachel. Laban said, it is better that I give her to you than I should give her to any other man. Stay with me. So Jacob served seven years for Rachel, and they seemed to him but a few days because of the love he had for her. Then Jacob said to Laban, give me my wife that I may go into her for my time is completed. So Laban gathered together all the people of the place and made a feast. But in the evening, he took his daughter Leah and brought her to Jacob, and he went into her. Laban gave his maid Zilpah to his daughter Leah to be her maid. His, when morning came, it was Leah. And Jacob said to Laban, what is this you have done to me? Did I not serve you for Rachel? Why then have you deceived me? Laban said, this is not done in our country. Giving the younger before the firstborn complete the week with this of this one and we will give you the other also in return for serving me another seven years jacob did so and completed her week then laban gave him his daughter rachel as a wife laban gave his maid bilhah to his daughter rachel to be her maid so jacob went into rachel also and he loved rachel more than leah he served laban for another seven years yeah, that's a story. Um, I think what's really a really good depiction is what we'll find in our um, anything but ordinary um, commentary for this week that we're using for our summer series. Yeah. And it's these pictures, kind of these um, just like outlines of figures that are these women and they are faceless and they're wrapped up as a gift. And it's called Laban's Gift. Yeah. And I think that says a lot. <laughs> it does. So, I mean, so one of the things that's really interesting and um, is is thinking this through this from the perspective of of who is this story about? Because in mm-hmm. some ways, like, we have some commentary about the women, but in reality, this story is more about Jacob and Laban. Mm-hmm. Um, and their little beef with each other. 
there be, but in some ways it's really, it's, it's a lot about Jacob, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, really it's about turning about his fair play and who's the trickster and what does being tricked mean and how do you understand that? Mm -hmm. Um, But like, and it's also forward momentum, right? It's like, here's these things that happen to get us to another point in the story as well. Yeah. And, and to be fair, like Leah and Rachel become more narr more a part of the narrative. Mm -hmm. Um, So like, but in this in this case, you can't just deny the fact that they're being treated as property. Oh, like for this sure. Is, this is 100% that. They're Laban's and, gift. It's his to give to Jacob when he sees fit. Yeah. Now, the one thing that I would point out, though, is that this is one of the few places that romantic love is named. Okay. Mm, um, because mm-hmm. we have that Jacob loved her. Yeah, he loves and Rachel. And loves Rachel. And that he mm-hmm. waited seven years. Mm-hmm. I mean, so in some ways, this is... This is the most we see in some yeah. ways of somebody making a choice out of love, mm-hmm. not or lust or whatever, but like yeah. making a choice about relationship that isn't just a property mm-hmm. choice, right? They, they feel something for each other or he feels something for her. Who can yeah. say whether she really gives which, a hoot about him? <laughs> which actually, you know, this, see, this is one of the beauties of this passage too, though, is that is that um, we don't really know, you know, how she feels about him and whatnot, but like but is that the tricking of him is also a real interesting piece because he's trying to do something out of love Mm -hmm. and out of choice and what he believes is good Mm -hmm. and he's tricked. Mm -hmm. And in some ways this is the (laughs) hold up the mirror, Jacob. Mm -hmm. Do you realize that what has been done and what God has promised you is good, but you've been trying to figure this out on your own Yeah, and that's what you're just now experiencing. Mm -hmm. And doesn't it kind of stink, right? (laughs) Like, hello, (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's such a heavy parallel between this and the story of Jacob and Esau, right? In, yeah, there is. In him tricking Esau by deceiving um, at night too, and sight. Isaac. Yes. Yeah, I think. Did you say the NRCV translated uh, Leah had lovely eyes? It did. It's say often that. translated as weak eyes, like as oh. um, that Rachel was lovely and beautiful, but. So Leah had weak eyes. Leah couldn't see. Leah couldn't see. Which is ironic right. because Jacob's the one who can't see that it's Leah and not boom. Rachel. <laughs> right? Like this is, this is. That's so, the comedy. It's, it's comical. It's, it's supposed to writing. be comedy, right? Yeah. We say, you know, it's funny that Isaac, um, you know, Isaac's the one with the weak eyes. So he's deceived, right? About yeah. Yeah. Esau and Jacob. And now. Jacob's the one with good eyes, but he's a fool who is deceived by someone who has bad eyes. Right. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, which is great. Well, I don't know why they changed that. That's silly. Yeah. It's, it's so much more fun the other way. I know, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. But it's it's interesting just thinking about like what 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 is the intent of comedy in this, like to pull us into mm-hmm. the story, the right? Drama like, the, the drama of the story. The drama of the story. It's like, what do we take seriously? What do we roll our eyes at? What do we mm-hmm. laugh at? Yeah, it is a story to entertain, right? Very much so. Yeah, a story to entertain. And so I think we get so bogged down by the like, oh, God is saying that this is the right thing to do and like this is how things should be when this is just a comical story of people. It's a comedy of errors. It's a comedy of errors that then stumbles over itself Mm -hmm. as we keep going, right? Like it's Mm -hmm. like, I mean, we get. So once again, we're going to get fertility issues, which, mm-hmm. by the way, this is a really interesting thing to think about. Like, I mean, there's a whole pastoral care side of this, thinking about how do we understand fertility and bodies and mm-hmm. and gender. But from a, a very theological standpoint, 
fertility in many ways in throughout these stories has been used as an example of, do you trust a promise that you're not in control of? Hmm. Right. It's that mm-hmm. question of, hmm. of how do you, f- how, how are you handling the fact that you don't, you don't see this being fulfilled? Yeah. Right. And over and over and over again, we're going to see, you know, um, Jacob taking a concubine because mm-hmm. his wife offers it like his mates mm-hmm. are great the, you know throw back to to Hagar and Ishmael anybody right like yeah. I mean like we have these yep. twists and these turns and so much of this is this question of I think the story keeps putting back and it's comical but it's also heartbreaking because over and over it's again don't you just trust yeah. like can you can you see that the, pro- the promise is for you yeah right and the answer is no, no they right? Can't. They can't over and over and they over can't. and over again. They try to manipulate in such a way that they get to be in control of it, and then the comedy ensues because of that, right? A- absolutely, and I mean, I mean, you know what is it? Is it Greek comedy that like Greek comedy just means that nobody dies at the end, right? Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yes, right. That's the right. Difference. Tragedy versus comedy, comedy. right? Yeah, like that's, that's it's not necessarily that's funny. It's just that it's a happier ending. <laughs> <laughs> right. And I think in this way, there is some funniness, but there's also that like the pro- we do see the promise fulfilled. We do see mm-hmm. God's promise live out in different ways, but it also we see the tragedy of humanity on the way to that promise. Right. Yes. That brokenness. Which to me is underlining the other theme that we've been talking about is that God can literally work through anybody. No kidding. <laughs> right. And, and, and to be fair, doesn't it make y'all feel good yeah. that God worked through these folks? Because, yeah. like, if God works through these folks, like, mm-hmm. we're going to be okay. I may be a fool, we're but gonna be I okay. ain't as much of a fool as these folks. <laughs> Man, I mean. <laughs> I got my stuff together, to be honest. <laughs> Comparatively. Right? Comparatively. Comparatively. <laughs> I know. I know. I mean, like, you're just kind of like, oh, how does this happen? But, but then there are parallels in our modern day that mm-hmm. we we do screw things up and we struggle and we we're challenged by that. And and I think that like, um, what's interesting to me about this, this story, especially with Laban is that, is that Laban is savvy mm-hmm. and Laban is trying to actually, I mean, in some ways Laban's like, Hey, I got this, I got a solution to my problem. Like mm-hmm. Leah needs to be married. Mm-hmm. Um, and so he figures out how to do it, which mm-hmm. is, you know, great, which is, but it's also really interesting because in some ways that is the absolute opposite of what Jacob's intent was mm-hmm. for seeking the blessing. His is love, Laban's is um, civic duty. Laban's is duty, but it's also responsibility to daughter, mm-hmm. right? And like, and Jacob is and trying to- And custom. And custom, too. right, tradition, mm-hmm. absolutely. Mm-hmm. And And Jacob is trying to thwart that as in some ways he has already thwarted custom. Mm-hmm. Right. Tradition. He's been like, I don't this doesn't apply to me. The younger shall prevail. Right. He's like, I I'm going to get the blessing. Mm-hmm. And but which is really interesting because then he works the seven years mm-hmm. and then he works the other seven years. Mm-hmm. And then but if it is but a day to him as a man in love. Oh, <laughs> if only that were true. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Now, you haven't seen the Barbie movie yet. No, no, I want to. But like, I've got to find a time when like. Teo's and you Kara, have a child like, and that's a little more difficult. I know, but like, ah, uh, I've seen, I've seen so many wonderful comments about it and mm-hmm. I, I'd love I, to see it. I hope you can see it before this weekend because that's the, comp- I'm, I'm a little obsessed right now with Barbie movie. And so that's what I'm going to use in my sermon. Oh boy. Because okay. Jacob here is a real Ken. 
Oh, so man. All right. the movie starts out with, like, Ken fawns over Barbie and, like, okay. will do anything within his power to make Barbie happy. It, the, 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 like, marketing that Ryan Gosling's done with the movie is hilarious because okay. he's, like... Ken's greatest day ever would be if Barbie dropped something and Ken got to pick it up and she said, thank you. He would yeah. eat off of that for weeks, you know, just yeah. like stuff yeah. like that. Yeah. And yeah. that's a real Jacob character here. Yeah, that's how it's it's played out. Absolutely. But um, the way that I'm so I've already written my sermon, but the way that I'm kind of um, thinking about it um, is this sort of like who 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 do we find ourselves as like where like where's our identity rooted in that kind of theme right because like part of the problem in the barbie movie is that um it gets very all the upheaval happens when we turn to having power over one another Mm, mm. and rather than power with alongside um or rather than being rooted in the joy of our identity as just created people. Okay. Right. Yeah. This like, just like being rooted in yourself, right? Like I am this, you know, I'm not, I'm not Ken's Barbie. I'm just Ken. It's kind of what it comes to. Uh, Yeah. Right. And so hop, skip and a jump. I kind of re, I took a different gospel lesson for this coming weekend to use. And I used the one in Matthew, where the Sadducees are asking about um, resurrection mm-hmm. and they're like, this woman was married to this person and then she was married to this person and then she was married yeah, to this person. Yeah. Whose who's wife is she yeah. in the resurrection? And she's just like, that's not how it works. She's just like, wrong question. Yeah, that's not how it works. Wrong question. It's not about that, right? And yeah. to me, this is similar, right? When I think about it, um, like nobody's happy here, right? Like, Jacob's in love, sure. But he's also, he's tortured in love. He's tortured, right? Yeah. Laban has to manipulate. Yeah, we don't really see much remorse with that, but yeah, yeah, you're right. But like, who's happy being the manipulator? Nobody to our knowledge. Yeah, Yeah. like the poor women are just these plastic dolls who get moved around, you know, and used, right? They are. And and I, I do think... Language is important. Mm-hmm. And I think even like when we think about the, they say took his maidservant, mm-hmm. it's no, he gave him a slave. Yeah. Right. Like I think that talking about this through the lens and cutting through the, the softness mm-hmm. is good because yeah. it helps us remember the, the realness and the rawness of this. Yeah. And I feel like the same goes with, with the, that love property dynamic mm-hmm. tension as well. And so I just, I really struggle with this text because I know that in all of them and like we are as well as people who are giving sermons supposed to be finding like the grace and the gospel in all of them. Yeah. But this is really just a text of unhappy people working in the world in a way to try to, like you said, right, to try to manipulate and to be in control of God's grace. Yeah. And nobody really winds up happy with it. No, but, and maybe, I mean, so, you know, is one of the, is one of the lessons from this text then, I mean, something that I've been chewing on, especially after like the last few, I mean, we have, we have this moment of theophany, right? With like mm-hmm. Jacob having the dream and God and the ladder mm-hmm. and blah, 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 yakety but like, but for the most part, God is not an active player. No, God's right? like, go and marry your cousin. 
Yeah. No, God no, no, doesn't no. say that. God doesn't say that. God says you'll have generations. Right. And I wonder if in some ways the importance of some of this narrative is is twofold. It's it's to name the reality that God works in the normal mm-hmm. and in our day to day. And it, it isn't all big moments, mm. right? That we might want it to all be big moments, but that's not how God works. God works in the little moments. God works in the messiness. God works in the brokenness. God is in the midst of all of it. Mm-hmm. Um, and also that there's this element of patience mm-hmm. of, the, of the, in this world where we expect instant response mm-hmm. and instant gratification. God says, you know, in some ways, God may be laughing, I don't know, in this passage of being like, <laughs> I offered you generations and you're the ones who are also making this harder. Yeah. Right. Like that this is, that this is, yeah, but have patience. It's the promise is here. Like just trust it. It's. And like what you said, and I think something to learn that is the absence that is happening here is that God's not a part of this passage. Yeah. That when things go wrong, Jacob doesn't turn to God. Right. Well, I mean, we, we've already heard this, right? Like we heard this with, with Isaac. Isaac suddenly prays mm-hmm. after 20 years of infertility. And you're just kind of yeah. like, what took you so long, man? Yes, like, exactly, come on. Right, right? God What's has made on? these promises and then all of a sudden they forget about God's part in all of it, right? Yeah. They become dependent upon what society, you know, tells them is supposed to happen, what Laban tells them is supposed to happen, you know. He forgets about God's part in it all. And I wonder if some of the the underlying then question. So thinking in some ways, power dynamics, thinking about what you were think you're talking about thinking about and like, what is the right question about how we understand relationship mm-hmm. too? is, is how do we also understand suffering mm-hmm. and how do we understand response to suffering? Mm-hmm. And what does that mean in some ways thinking about this through the lens of, of relationship and human response, but also how we understand tradition and thinking about what what are the roles of the different pieces in this story and the different movements and even in the yeah. larger stories from Genesis where we see God's presence in the pain and in the suffering and yeah. in the brokenness. And what, what are you pinpointing as the suffering? What are you thinking of? Well, so for example, like I think um, women and infertility, mm-hmm. um, women and um, being property and not being wanted, mm-hmm. Um men feeling thwarted or inadequate and you know i mean you know you could go on to the whole we can do a sociological conversation about masculinity and the challenges of the world but like at the same time i think a lot of this is pointed out to that like a lot of jacob's jacob's behavior is based on brokenness and insecurities mm-hmm. right like mm-hmm. and that's suffering right mm-hmm. like we may look at him as a jerk and he mm-hmm. is but he's also he's doing this out of a place of pain mm-hmm. probably yeah. And so, like, to me, it's this question of, like, how do we understand God working in all of these pieces of brokenness and pain mm-hmm. um, that allow us to see God in that as well for ourselves? Like, what does this tell us about some of this? Mm-hmm. Um, what does it tell us also about, like, I don't know, like the, like the relational just... milieu of, of yeah. like, of, like, what happens when we, when we make choices out of pain? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and how, how do we also acknowledge that, <clears throat> that there's, that there's suffering in this? Mm-hmm. Um, 
and not val not validate it, not no, make no, no. it, not lift it up as. But it's good, nice to but like, see these stories to make those connections that we suffer in the same way, right? Absolutely, and it may not. These may be. I mean, in some ways, when we've talked about this before, like similar yet different. Ways, right, and right? these are like overly dramatized in part to make a point. Yeah. Right, but yes. I think that like they do a good job of that with mm -hmm. this. Yeah, who has felt like they've been the one that's not chosen, right? Who has yeah. felt like they've been tricked by someone else or hasn't gotten what is fair or, you know. Right, yeah. Like, those are the overarching things that are happening. And it's not that your father-in-law tricked you into marrying two sisters, right? You know, <laughs> it's like, people, you've no. been tricked by people. You felt like people have been dishonest. You felt like you were Leah and you didn't, nobody wanted you or you were a Rachel and you just couldn't get what you wanted or you didn't want something and somebody really wanted it, you know, like, right. We even things. hear that, like the sisters never, re we hear this little line, the sisters never reconcile. Mm -hmm. Like, and it's just like, Oh, stab, yeah, right. That broken relationship which, over silly Jacob. Right. Which, right? which by the way, it's talk about parallels, right? I mean, we will eventually get some resolution. Mm -hmm. How rectified the relationship is. That's a little debatable, but like mm -hmm. Jacob and Esau, right? Like, mm -hmm. But like, oh, yeah, a destroyed relationship. It's like, I'm not going to kill you. <laughs> <laughs> no, I love you. Welcome back. And you're just kind of, like, yeah, we're going to we'll get there. But like, that's yeah. man. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Hmm. Mm -hmm. So I don't know. I mean, like, I think that like one of the beauties of. Of even like you where you're heading with this with the story where you've headed with it with mm -hmm. a sermon is in some ways it also opens us up to ask the questions of like. Okay what when decisions are made and relationships exist in certain contexts how do we understand what this means and the consequences to ourselves mm -hmm. right like it's really interesting because it's like can we recognize when we're feeling a little broken um does does ken really need the joy of picking up something for barbie <laughs> right like yeah. i mean like or right. or is it that the ken is hurting so much that that piece is what he's grass i mean like these different yeah, layers of pieces gra of, you're grasping and when you yeah. i don't want to spoil too much of it but like okay thanks because i do want to see it yeah and like because then he turns he gets in the real world and he turns to patriarchy and he oh, thinks man. that's going to solve all his problems oof you know oof. so it's just this real this real swinging of a pendulum yeah, right yeah. Where we're grasping onto all these things that try to make us feel superior and good when we're really just broken you know and hurting. Oh man. And oh, okay. I mean, like we, we probably need to wrap up, but like it just popped in my head. It's also, it's not just, it's feeling in control. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. And that, and it's so much of, so much of it is, is the vulnerability of saying I'm not in control mm -hmm. and saying, and I don't have to be, yeah to be okay. Maybe I don't really like it. Yeah, I mean, okay, there are certain <laughs> things we need to be in control over, right? Like, yeah. I need to keep the the the, the cake batter in the blender, prefer, in the mixer, preferably. But like, yeah. but like at the same time, like in many things, like. But when you talk about other people, other people, right? when you talk yeah. about relationships, when you talk about blessing, when you talk mm -hmm. about power, community, and, and power, right, and like, all those things, yeah, yeah, community. I mean, talk about like even Levitical law and how we understand com like community and mm -hmm. safety. Mm -hmm. That it, it a lot of that is about who is who is vulnerable. Yeah. And how do we understand power dynamics? And like, mm -hmm. in some ways, this is this is a reminder of like, wait a second, mm -hmm. how do we how do we navigate this? Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Huh? Wow. Okay. I'm I'm gonna be chewing on this now. Yeah. yeah. Well, I will be excited when you and, maybe and, next and some Barbie. week we'll, we'll some do Barbie. a little Barbie deep Barbie dive. Barbie recap. Yeah. 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 <laughs> it's very like it's 
it's got some good theological I gotta connections. I got to see if there's like a matinee so. or something that I can sneak into there's with Teo's doing something else. Many matinees. Many matinees. Many matinees. Yeah. matinees. Mm-hmm. All right. All right. Good deal. Mm-hmm. Good deal. Maybe Theo, maybe Teo will even really like going. I don't know that I can get that kid to sit for that. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, true, I, th- true. I think he would love the pink and the bright colors and the. Yeah. Yeah, yeah he would. He would. He loves that. <laughs> loves that. It's but really like, funny, too. Is it? It's so funny. Okay. All right. Yeah. All right, mm-hmm. so Molly has made the pitch. Um, y'all <laughs> go see Barbie. We'll talk about it next week. I also um, saw Oppenheimer. It was fine. Okay, all right. All right. <laughs> it was a Christopher Nolan movie. It was long and deep and dark. Um, it's fine. Yeah, yeah. Barbie brought me deep joy, though. So that's all I got to say. Hey, we need both those pieces in our lives. Like yeah. we do. We've got to navigate the dark and also bring the joy. Yep. So, um, which <laughs> anyway. in, in some ways is also this story. Oh, yeah. well, <laughs> brought it right back. back. Anyway, so those are some things for you to chew on. <laughs> Stay tuned for my Barbie theme sermon on Sunday. Yeah, absolutely. And um, and thanks for being with us as we've navigated this. It's it's really, in some ways, like as messy as all of this is. It's really kind of refreshing to also pull pull back out of dysfunctional disciples trying to interpret Jesus mm-hmm. every time. Um. And get to look at, in some ways, the stories of the disciples' heritage of dysfunction, mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and and the fact that God has already always been working with mess. Yeah, and just from the get go, trying to like, <laughs> it's it's a comedy too, and trying to see like how God like works through these silly people. Totally. Yeah. And man, there's so much delight in that too, and mm-hmm. remembering that it's it's okay. Yeah. It's okay to be. You're a mess. okay because they're okay. <laughs> yeah. We're all okay. <laughs> you know, it's okay to be okay. It's okay not to be okay too. But we you know could what? be better, but it's okay. God still loves you even if you're not better. If, yeah, God still loves you even in the midst of the mess. Yes. So on that note, friends, um, <laughs> may you find joy in the midst of the mess, and I, I hope that things are good. Um, but thank you for being with us today. You've been listening to the Queen City Preachers podcast, and I'm Pastor Andrew, and I'm Pastor Molly. Be well, friends. <laughs>